0: So welcome back. I'm Ben.
1: And I'm Carrie Nikolai,
0: And we're with Codel Banker Seabort Realtors here in Wisconsin Rapids.
1: Yes, we are.
0: So you're the licensed agent.
1: And you're the or uh, <laughs> You're my assistant. You're my licensed assistant. There we go. I can get all my words together.
0: And I'm your husband too.
1: Exactly. So last week we got to talk about cows, chickens, lambs. Still looking for a lamb owner. So
0: right. we're and, still doing that. And kind of getting the thought process of, you know, building up your stock of, of foodstuffs in your home and getting ready for the new season.
1: Right. So we kind of, we played catch up last week just to mm-hmm. fill everybody in of what we were doing. And this week, you know, super excited. We get to have a guest in today. So I'm super excited because it's our police chief from Nakusa.
0: Welcome chief woods. Thank you. So Carrie, go ahead.
1: All right. So here's Again, we didn't give you any questions ahead of time so that way we you weren't ready to be prepared. But May is um, Bicycle Month. So Bicycle Awareness Month. So and we always focus a little bit on the motorcycle awareness as and well. And motorcycle
0: awareness, right?
1: So, but bicycle. So I remember way back in the day, and I'm going to go with, this was Gordy Friedman's mm-hmm. era. Mm-hmm. So that's how far back in the day I really mean. Um, whenever a kid got a new bike, we'd always go down to the local police station, register the bike, Gordy would give a great speech of proper bike safety of how mm-hmm. to ride a bike in the streets and we would always get a little license plate to put on our bikes. Does Nacusa still uphold that tradition?
2: Well, we don't we don't do too much with the the licensing anymore. Um sadly, it seems like a lot of bikes are kind of throwaway these days or kids treat them like that. Um so is probably not a big deal as it was to get it licensed and registered. Okay. We can still do that. Um, I can't tell you the last time that was done.
1: I was gonna say, is that something that you kind of encourage people to do? I mean, no. Not, my son just not told really me about anymore. how his bike was stolen up in Eau Claire, and he found it. Apparently, it was now on top of the roof over at a park. <laughs> neighbor's kid found it. You know, brought it. You know, brought yeah. it home. You know, and and Matt's like, that's my bike. And yeah. so, you know, Matt's like, well, that's my bike. And the guy's like, well, yeah, I found it up at, you know, this park on top of the roof over there. So, right. but I mean, none of it's registered. So, I mean, there's no proof of no. that is my bike.
2: So, I I think what I would encourage people to do is just know your bike, maybe jot down the serial number, use your phone, take a picture of the serial number.
1: Okay. So, where is the serial number yeah. located? So, just in case. Usually, if
2: you flip the bike upside down underneath the crank on the okay. round part where the pedals go through, there will be a stamp there. Oh, Okay. Uh, or sometimes on the neck between the handlebars, there'll be one there too, but it seems like always on the underneath on the bottom. So if you have that or some identifying mark, like my, I know that's my bike because I had one hand grip missing and the seat was ripped, Mm -hmm. you know, then, then we can say, well, yeah, that's, that's likely theirs. Or especially if, if you have a, Picture or a documentation of the serial number.
1: Okay. For sure. So, well, excellent.
2: It's interesting that you say that though, because we just got done with the Humkey Bike Safety Day.
1: I was going to say we At had the, the elementary bike rodeo. School. Yeah. Please tell me that still yeah.
2: goes on. Oh, yeah. So, Officer Colo um, is our assistant chief and he's our school resource officer. He s- took over that. Um, well, back up a little bit. So, Bill Kautzer, mm-hmm. I believe, started in the schools in 1995. Yes, and did it, it.
1: That was right after I got out.
2: Okay, and he was in until um, he had to leave for medical. In his, um, well, I don't know what year that, how many years, but I believe it was two thousand and six, two thousand six, two thousand seven school year. And so then I took over as school resource officer, and then after Chief Reimer retired, I was appointed chief, and then Josh Colo uh, was. Then appointed to the school resource officer. So we've kept the bike bike rodeo tradition going every year, and it's a super big deal. It as you is. probably remember, oh yeah. Kids you get excited. So we make these uh, big displays the whole week prior and, and we do bike giveaways and helmet giveaways and squirt bottles and cinch bags and all that kind of stuff.
1: Now, do so, you still do it in the middle school? Because I know no, at high just school, the elementary school. I was gonna say high school, we didn't have it, but middle school, I think we still did. A little bit, but definitely in the elementary school, we, we yep. had it
2: first, second, and third grade. Okay. Yeah. So it, and Josh and I were just talking about some of the history and how many helmets we've given away. And I think I, I was the one that started giving away bike helmets uh, because we try to make it a safety day, obviously, mm-hmm. and for the bike, bike rodeo. And I think we've given away over 1,300 helmets. Oh, and wow. um,
1: do you still give away the trophy?
2: <laughs> no. No trophy. No trophy. Oh no. my
1: goodness. I mean, that was like the big deal. I mean, but everybody so what if you get, got a helmet? I mean, that was the trophy yeah. you wanted.
2: But everybody gets something okay. to remember the day by. And if you're a third grader, you get a chance to win a bike. So we purchased, kind of depends on how many classes are enrollments mm-hmm. down some. So it used, used to be five third grade classes. So we had a bike, uh, five bikes. For boys and five bikes for girls. So we would draw names at the end of the day. And that was like the big. The big ending. Culmination to the bike rodeo was some win a bike. So we still do that too. So I don't know. No, I'd have to do the math on the bike. Number of bikes we've given away. But uh, yeah, it's a big deal. It, yeah. is, a big it deal. is a big deal. It is a big deal. hmm Yep.
1: And are we still doing the roast beef for the homecoming? The so homecoming is usually that first week in September. Roughly.
2: Roughly. Yeah.
1: So, are we still doing the big roast beef? I know that there was a shift a little bit on that, but are we still doing the, those wonderful roast beef?
2: They didn't. Well, they didn't do it last year. And I can't remember if they did it the year before. I think they did. Okay. Um, but there's been a little bit of don't
1: see culture change, change a little gonna bit. I was going to say, don't say yeah. change. I mean, so
2: I don't know how that's going to shake out for this year. It'll see. I think, you know, COVID changed so many things and people are excited to get back doing what they like to do so hopefully some of those traditions are are back in there's, action
0: there's yeah. a whole lot of last year that can just stay in last, the past. last year right. right
1: you know yeah. just look at you know the year before <clears throat> as last year for sure <laughs> but i know that you know homecoming week has always been you know a big week in Nakusa. yeah it's it's a thing yep and it's the roast beef sandwiches i swear is like the 100 percent the best <laughs> roast beef sandwich i love bringing new people yeah. out of the area to go tour mm-hmm. Now, granted. We can tour Nakusa or downtown Nakusa just by walking on Main Street. Yep. And, and you can learn everything that you need to know and where to go. If you need something, you know, you're going to Beavers. Mm-hmm. If Beavers doesn't have it, you probably don't really need it. But first stop is there. Yep. You know, and then where to find the roast beef sandwich, <laughs> where the libraries are at.
2: Are you aware of the roast beef sandwich? No, this is the
0: first Tradition I've met? heard
2: of. No.
0: See, I've <laughs> in Wisconsin Rapids my whole life. So Nakusa was always involved. there. Albert, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so there's a competition for the best roast beef sandwich in Nakusa. Best roast beef. Uh, so prior to the homecoming parade that day, businesses um are out with their grills and smokers oh, doing I their see. roast beefs, and mm-hmm. then there's a there's a panel of judges that travel around and and vote, and then the winners announced at the homecoming pep assembly.
1: That's fun, yeah,
2: yeah. Now I understand why. Now you understand, you and
1: I, yeah. And then we always have to give like the lingo too to all the new people. So when we, you know, when you hear the, well, you got to turn, you know, left or right over by the Nakusa pool, that is no longer existent, yeah. but it is always a good reference point. So if right. you're talking to someone who's been in Nakusa for years and years, they might tell you, oh, "Well, it's over by the old Nakusa pool," yeah, which is not there. It's a now a an I think it's, is it the, um, I don't want to say it's like 55 and older, but it's an assisted living situation. I think,
2: um, it's senior living,
1: senior living, you Mm -hmm. know, and we still have the basketball courts, which is still good.
2: Yep. Well, everything's kind of moved over across the street by the ball fields.
1: Right. And now we have the splash pad over there,
2: splash pad and three baseball fields, skate park, uh, the basketball area, which can be converted into the ice skating in the winter. Um, and there are plans when the funding comes through to rebuild a uh, concession and warming house facility over in that area, too.
1: That is really great. Mm-hmm. So it kind of in that same little complex, are they still running, like, the kids' tennis program?
2: Yep. Tennis courts, there, too. Yeah. Okay. Two courts, Yep.
1: Because I remember way back in the day, we always took tennis lessons during the summer because yep. Nakusa has always had some great outdoor activities yeah. for the kids during the summertime, you know, just to kind of get to know this sport or that sport. And so it was kind of always on a rotating basis.
2: Right. Yeah. So they're pretty nice tennis courts and they keep um, tennis rackets and balls over at the library, which is just half a right. block away yeah. for people that want to come play tennis that might not have their own stuff. So,
1: Oh, that's really good yeah, to know. You
2: can go there, check, check the tennis stuff out, go play and, and bring it back.
1: Do you need to have a library card in order to do that? Or? For the
2: tennis, I, I'm not sure for the tennis equipment. I'm, I'm not sure about that. Okay. But that's easy to get.
1: Jody can Either help way. you over there. Yeah. Jody and Dar are really great. Yep. So cool. Really good. So I'm trying to think of what else we have um, for the old lingo. So the old paddy wagon, which is. Oh, boy. I know. Yeah. The paddy wagon, which is not the paddy wagon anymore, no. but a wonderful restaurant. Mm-hmm. So ate breakfast there a couple of weeks ago. It was yep. really good. I think I had the waffles. Yeah. That's, so yes. really enjoyed it.
2: West River Cafe. They're doing great in mm-hmm. um, downtown. The other newer restaurant is uh, Nakusa Cafe. Okay. And they're owned by uh, the man who runs and owns Olympic. Um, and they're doing really well. So, yeah, some little bit of life going on in town. Yeah,
1: yeah. Sounds like it. But, yeah, I mean, it was always really great to kind of walk down. I mean, you can really walk down the streets of mm-hmm. just the main street and just get a lot of history of what the old buildings used to be. We have the old fire station that is over by the... By the church, Yep. that building is still standing. So yep. that was always kind of neat to learn the little bit of history of where the fire station was to where it is now. Yep. And so, fire yep. station, fire now, and police
2: station was there. Yeah. Yep.
1: And it's all now it's all together along with the city hall. Yep. All in one building: police, so.
2: fire, ambulance, and city city hall.
1: Any new changes coming up with that building?
2: <sighs> no, other than just the remodel, some okay. things that we just need to update and excellent things we need to bring up to code around the front or the main entrance so
1: now do you have any volunteers in the fire or the ambulance are those volunteers or they're
2: they're paid they're called paid volunteer it's like a part-time employee okay um so a lot of it's sign up or on call like the fire department's on call yep okay um we have three ambulances and well i don't know how many fire trucks so one thing that city residents feel strongly about are the municipal services that the city provides and they've always taken pride in, in being able to provide those services at a high level I think so our ambulance is a paramedic level service um, and the fire department has some of the best equipment and we feel like we're uh you know as good as anybody in the law enforcement world mm-hmm. on the police side so uh, same with our um, streets crew uh, you know we we do our own garbage pickup there's maybe some changes coming that way, but, um, boy, you know, we do grass and some of the pickup that larger communities leave to their own, uh, residents to take care of, uh, like Rome, you have to haul your garbage to a site and mm-hmm. rapids. You have to take your yeah, yard, yard waste, waste and those kinds of mm-hmm. things, you know, to a site. And and at least for now, we're, you know, we're still providing those services in NACUSA that, you know the city will pick those up for you, and it's it's really a, a luxury. But it, people really are, um, you know, they're happy to have that.
1: And we hear that all the time with, you know, people who are moving from Rapids into mm-hmm. Nakusa. They, you know, it takes them a little bit to understand that. You know, once you start raking the leaves in the fall, you just rake them to the curb, and yep. the city will come by and pick them up. Yeah. And the same thing with the brush. You're like, well, we've never had this. We've always had to take the day. And drive back and forth between the house and the recycling center. So it's really nice that the city does provide that service. Right. Yeah. Now there are restrictions on those piles. I mean, can we have like a gigantic pile? Well,
2: (laughs) you know, the, like the, the brush, you know, some, some of the properties in town are, are more rural and have a lot of trees on and, you know, they, they wouldn't appreciate you pulping your lot off and, and putting it out to the street, but you know, uh, um, a Volkswagen size brush pile, okay. you know, maybe that would be appropriate. You know, not a whole lot bigger than that, but um, you know, they matter of fact, they just got some new equipment where they can pick up brush How easier. Nice. Um and instead of chip it all, they can put it in a truck and <clears throat> excuse me, just haul it to the to the brush pile. So um not, not too much. You know, uh, people mow their lawns and, and put their grass clippings out there and they've got, um, they call it the sucker. It comes by and sucks that up. And so is it like, like on
1: a schedule or do you have to call in and just say, Hey, I've just mowed my lawn. Can you come pick up my stuff? Or is it, are they just like on a route?
2: And yeah, they just, they're just on a route. And then, okay. you know, a, a day or two a week, they, they get it out and go. So I think they like to do it close to the beginning of the week. After the weekend. So mm-hmm. it doesn't sit there long, you know, right. and things, but it
0: makes sense. Yep. You know. So police department wise, how many officers do you have on staff?
2: There's seven of us full time. And then I have three to f- five part-timers just kind of depending on. Uh, kind par- of st- part-time employees are tough to come by these days when law enforcement right. world. Um, oh, yeah. So it just kind of depends on, on staffing for that. But, but part-timers are relief. They're not okay. scheduled. So if somebody's on vacation, can fill it with a part-time officer um, or a way of training, part-time officer will work. Um,
1: okay. That's
2: our first priority there. But, yeah, so we have seven full-timers.
1: And you does know. that include the canine unit?
2: Yes. Okay. Yeah, our canine unit is Officer Berg, and he is on uh, a regular patrol shift with his
1: And what is his, his puppy's staff. name?
2: His name is Evo.
1: All right, excellent. This yeah. is now the task. Every single time we get uh, law enforcement, <laughs> you need to be able to name your canine department, the handler, and the name of the uh, canine. That's right. Yeah. So you pass. Congratulations. Oh, thank
2: you. <laughs> I only had one to remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unlike the sheriff who's got a whole fleet
0: of yes. canines and a couple <laughs> of new ones coming on the pack. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So, well, that's really great. It's great that uh, Nakusa finally got a canine.
2: Yeah, it was uh it was a whirlwind. Um, nine months, basically, um, officer Berg had always had a passion to do that. Um, he started in Monroe County and, um, ended up coming to work here in Nakusa, and just always had a passion for that. And, uh, we just kind of started the research project of how are we going to get this done? And, and he did a lot of the legwork on that. And, and we started the fundraising and, had his dog going in a year
0: that's pretty and good it was
2: it was overwhelming the support that came out for that um we raised about a hundred thousand dollars oh wow in in about nine months so it was a fabulous outpouring of community support and uh, uh we were about oh what was it I have to go check my numbers. I think it was, we were about 20 grand short of our goal. And um, I had submitted a grant to the Legacy Foundation and they just closed that gap for us to get us going. So that was uh, How nice. just a fabulous fundraising, feel good time for us.
1: And it's and always it's, really nice to see the community come yeah. out and to support that. Do you guys still do the fireman's dance?
2: No, they've, they've kind of gotten away from that. Okay. Um, they. I think they found a little bit more success with a, um, well, they do a, like a meal and a raffle situation. Raffles are very popular. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. They take less um, less day of work, you know, to to have to get all the volunteers together and
1: there's less recovery time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: That's part of it too. Yeah, for sure.
1: It's a lot of work to put one of the, you know, it to is. put a day long event oh, yeah. on. I mean, you really do need the next day just to kind of go, okay, this is over yeah. with now.
2: Yeah. It, you know, it's a day prep day mm-hmm. of and day cleanup basically. So yeah, they found more success, I think, in doing the, uh, doing the raffle event. Mm-hmm. We're And
0: we're seeing that from a lot of uh, fire departments and like the Sheriff's Rescue Squad was doing a raffle this year, which is something that they usually didn't do. But, you know, it's nice that they're moving forward and trying to raise funds that way, mm-hmm. um, especially well, the car crews with the sheriff's rescue uh, is canceled for this year. And we're not sure if that's going to be brought on again. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, one of the things that we noticed is Nakusa being a smaller city, but it's still a city. And you all work really well with the other agencies in the area as well. So the sheriff's department mm-hmm. assisting with coverage and extra manpower when needed and whatnot. Um, and then you do mutual aid. Do you get called out of the city much at all?
2: We do quite a bit of um, agency assist, you know, calls where there'll be a, maybe the sheriff's deputy will have a traffic stop, you know, not far out of the city and, and we'll back them up. You know, we'll do that quite often for for Wood County and, the, and Port Edwards yeah, and vice versa.
0: Yeah. Port yeah. Edwards, not too far away. Yep. Great.
1: So, how does that kind of work with Rome? I mean, Rome has its own police department. Mm-hmm. It has got the city. It's got the Nakusa zip code. Yep. So, how do you guys help Rome when there's a river between you and everybody else?
2: We really don't do much with Rome. Um, sometimes investigations might cross over a little bit as okay. people travel, but we really don't. We don't do much with them because even though they're Nakusa address, they're a different municipal jurisdiction so we just do our own and you know if it was some catastrophic event and they asked for help we would we would go and vice versa but um because
1: i remember doing showings on you know one side of pete you know you get down Mm -hmm. there kind of near devil's elbow and then you've got to go do another showing on the other side of the river you got to go all the way through rapids come all the way down on the other side or you go all the way down to Mm nesita and come back up on the other side because that i mean you got a big river in between So, it's always interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Nakusa—that stretches all the way out as far as jurisdiction wise, um, kind of close to the casino, doesn't it? Or do, yes. does your jurisdiction stop before that?
2: Well, our, the the township of Port Edwards has Nakusa address, but our jurisdiction ah. stops there. Okay. Yeah, stops basically at County G, in one seventy three.
0: That makes sense. Going that way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the, then a lot of people don't realize there's townships involved as well, not not just the city, but, you know, where do the towns and townships then intersect with all that? Uh, talking with Grand Rapids versus the city of Wisconsin Rapids, that's such a headache as well. Because, yeah. you know, one side of the street is one jurisdiction and the other side is the other. Right. But the, it, you just look at it and it all looks like it's supposed to be there because people are living in houses just like their neighbors.
2: Yeah, our jurisdictional boundaries aren't as complicated as some. I know some places they go into cul-de-sacs and it really gets confusing by the airport where right. it's Wisconsin Rapids, Grand Rapids and Port Edwards, all kind of intermingled out mm-hmm. in that area, so
0: yeah. So one of the questions that we get a lot is about crime rates and is this place safe? Um, we, I mean, we live, we've we lived here, Carrie and I, and and we really think that this is a really safe place, uh, because we see in the news so much activity from other places, you know, bigger cities and whatnot. Um, can you speak to the the crime rate and you know how safe is Little Nakusa?
2: Well, I think we're we're just kind of reflective of the whole area. Um, these days, people tra- people travel so much. I mean, we we see, and there are, there are a fair number of rental properties in Nakusa. So, I mean, we see people coming in and out from everywhere around this Southern part of the County. Sure. Um, so I think it's, it's as, it's as safe as any other community around. Yeah.
0: that's that's, You know, know, every
2: community has, has, has its problems. You know, there are drug problems weave through every community. I think that's, that's just people, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, we, we pride ourselves on really trying to focus on any problems that we have like that. And, and, be proactive that way.
0: So, what type of calls are the majority of your calls? Like, is it focused on you get have a lot of drug calls, or is it more of just a home ownership? You know, d- normal things like your neighbors doing something weird in the middle of the night, or you don't know, what what type of calls do you Boy, guys get? We
2: we run the gamut of everything. We do have drug calls. Uh, I think most of the the drug related situations that we would have are are officer generated though. They would be a proactive investigation or a traffic stop. That's something that we're, we're doing. Sure. Um, But the, we see everything from, you know, we have domestic abuse, just like every community. Um, We have loose dogs going in the neighbor's yard, you know, (laughs) from soup to nuts. I mean, it's, it's all there. Like I said, people are, are people. And mm-hmm. when you, when you live close by each other, you're not always going to get along and agree. And, um, your grass may be, you know, not, not looking like the neighbor's grass and they don't like that. And so, I mean, you just, a lot of what we do is you know, mediation and trying to, to keep the peace that way amongst neighbors. And, um, but for the most part, i I mean it's a it's a great community to live in. Um as you know, Carrie, there's a lot of pride in Nakusa and, oh, and in history and um I think I think it's changed a lot in the last ten to fifteen years. I think there is a a, a lot of new people that are in Nakusa, but I think that, that that tradition and pride that probably goes a lot to um involvement in the schools is still, you know, runs deep in, in the city.
1: Right. So. And it's moving into the neighborhood and the neighbors going, okay, well, this is what we do as a community. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, when it is homecoming week, this is what you do. Right. You make sure that everything looks nice because the parade's going to be coming in front of your house. So for at least one week, <laughs> can you please make sure the front yard looks nice? Yeah. Because we're going to have people who are going to be coming. They're right. going to be coming from out of out of the area we want to present our city as a beautiful city Mm -hmm. and so along that parade route i remember doing the parade countless times and you know that's the one thing that they always made sure of is when you're on the parade route that week your lawn looks really good you show up to the football (laughs) game on friday night you know and then when it's baseball season too i mean there's a lot of great athletes that are part of the Nakusa school district Mm So, you know, whether it's going to be the baseball team, the softball, the track, wrestling as well, you know, when we have state champs come home, the city turns out for that and lines the street. I mean, it's it's one of those things that you really look forward to in high school of, you know what? I got to watch so-and-so's neighbor do this. I want to do that, too. Right. And you work hard. You got that dedication. And when it happens, you're like, this is what it's about.
2: Right, and I think, I think the city and in, in the school district is, they're, they're starting to be purposeful about knowing that that culture existed, and maybe it's fallen away a little bit, and we want to rekindle that, mm-hmm. and um, so there are some things happening that are that are pretty positive. Um, some people that are having a Kind of a retooling of their thinking and and looking back at those prior the, the days. days. I don't want
1: to say, you know, their glory days yeah. of, mm-hmm. you know, what, when I was in high school, this is what we did. You know, when we did come back from state,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we had the fire trucks line up. Everybody got off the bus, they jumped on a fire truck, and we went through town. Yeah. Even if it's one o'clock in the morning, we still did it. Right. You got up, you went, and you supported that team.
2: So it's a, it's kind of a, a, a rekindled attitude about s- success and a positive movement uh, and positive future. And so what are we going to do about that? Well, we're going to look at maybe trying to develop some new properties and make some homes for some some um, professionals in town. And we're the school district has just done this massive... Um, Building project for their athletic facilities outside, and so there's some good things happening that way. And I think that the kind of the spirit of community that Nakusa had is is kind of we're we're lighting a fire under that a little bit. And I think days, the last so. time
1: the track was done was probably back in '91. I think when my sister ran when she did track, I think we got the new track. I know that you know throughout the video, there's a video yep. on on the Facebook page of really what was going on with that track but over 20 years. Yeah. Nothing was done with our track mm-hmm. and we have an awesome track.
2: Yeah, and tradition, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. we've been very strong in in the track and it's nice to see that we're getting a new track and then also being able to have that a designated football field mm-hmm. along with the baseball field. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, you're right. You know, when it's baseball season or when <clears throat> football season got over with, you had to bring out the fence for yep. the baseball season. Yeah. And it's nice to see that we're getting a designated areas for those events
2: yeah and it's going to be such a great multi-purpose use for that field i mean football soccer gym class community you know you name it that can be out there um using that field it's going to be a great addition to that Mm -hmm. that's cool Mm -hmm.
1: now you talked about housing so Mm -hmm. housing in Nakusa, it's we haven't had much development in no. many, many years. So it's been a while since we've had any new developments. And a couple of years ago, the city was actually able to acquire a beautiful 40 acres in Nukusa. So mm-hmm. it's actually inside the the city limits. Yes. And there's going to be some new developments that are going to be coming with that. Do you want to touch a little bit on on that development?
2: Yeah. we. It's still in the really the developmental stage and discussion stage, but um, Nakusa is not rich with property and buildable property for housing, especially. So um, it was a great move, in my opinion, for the city to be able to buy this residential property or this rural property out on the end of Peckham Road. Mm-hmm. And um, we've had some discussions with some some developers and some research done on how best to develop that property. And it's, it's just South of um, the, the trouts, we call it the trout subdivision.
0: Okay.
2: um, South of the middle school. And uh, so we're, we're pretty excited about being able to provide some, some more
0: housing. And there's plenty of options to go in there as well. And I'm sure it's all the way, from one end of the spectrum of individual housing on large lots to, you know, uh, duplexes perhaps mm-hmm. or
2: uh, larger townhouses, condominiums. That's the plan. Yep, um, and it's in such a great setting too. It's 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 rural, but it's just right on the edge of, uh, you know, just but less than a mile as the crow flies from our middle school. Right, and uh, so it's just a a great place to be able to be well connected, but still have but separated a little bit, it's, right. you know, cause of the uh, Lynn Creek flows between the, that trout subdivision and this Peckham road subdivision.
0: So that was fantastic having chief woods here with us in front of the microphones. And of course, Hannah earlier on, um, that's part one with Chief Woods. So we're going to have him back, I'm sure.
1: Oh, yes, definitely. It's always great to talk about the hometown and see what's going on and what's, what's coming up for Nakusa.
0: Your hometown, Nakusa. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's not my hometown. We'll get to that later. So I've been stuck in rapids all
1: my life. I was going to say, do you consider Wasau your hometown or?
0: No, that's just where I was born. Okay. That, that's just where the hospital was that happened to contribute to my birth.
1: All right, excellent.
0: Yeah. So what do we have going? We're in a new month. So we, we've gone through May and it was fairly successful. The number of houses sold in the Wisconsin Rapids area was 49. Wow. So if we're just looking and comparing that to the last couple months with uh, sales in Wood County, it, it's been in the 50s and 40s. So just in the Wisconsin Rapids area in May, having that many um we'll have to wait for the numbers to come out in a couple I was weeks. I
1: going to like we've got to wait a little bit, but at least we're we're still moving in a shake in, here in Rapids.
0: Yep, so speculative speculatively with the initial numbers it's fantastic. I believe the median price Wisconsin Rapids area in May was 140,000 roughly. Mm-hmm. So we're moving the median price up a little bit.
1: And again we're moving into June, the first couple of weeks in June. The kids just got done with high school graduation. They're now starting to make those plans of going away to school in August, and now those parents are starting to look at that home and going, we're going to have no children for a while, and we're going to be here to help you through that process of becoming those empty nesters of what to do with your 3,000-square-foot home. Or at least that's the plan.
0: You always have to have the the little in the back of your head that the kids are going to come back, you know? Maybe they'll bring friends on the weekend or I was going to say we do have those breaks that do
1: come up and next thing you know, you think your son is coming home and your son comes home with like three extra friends and you're like, okay, so where do I put the three extra friends now? We find them a bed. I mean, it's all good. There's pros and cons to downsizing.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Make sure you have a a good sofa and enough floor area for inflatable mattresses for sure.
1: Yes. (laughs) You're that, you know, utilize that camper really well. Oh, there you go. If there's a way to keep the camper on the property, you know, utilize the camper. That way it's still kind of dorm life, something that they're used to. And that way they're out of your hair during during that week that they're home.
0: Well, and, and we are just um, facilitating that sort of transition with uh, one of our current clients. It's in process, of course, so we can't speak much about it. But the empty nester situation has finally happened and we found a home for the children and now we're moving
1: we're helping the, moms the sell the house and and, mm-hmm. and find find something smaller for for them to move on and it's it's been a, a really great process so far
0: and we hope the the new people moving into the listing that we sell are you know going to take good care of the property and enjoy it. I think that's something that we always kind of hope for so um and it doesn't matter if they're you know single or married couples or families or or how they choose to live life, we just you know hope that they are good stewards of the properties, I guess,
1: yes, and remember they sell once you sell it, you sell everything with it, all the little bundles and all the sticks you you know it's kind of hard to drive by to find out that they haven't mowed the lawn or weeded the garden, that sort of thing. It's okay, it's their home, and it's going to be their choice and how they take care of it,
0: and it can also be exciting to see what you know renovations and updates that they may have done. You're like, you know, that was a really cool idea. I didn't think to do that with that space.
1: Very true. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. So talking about
1: ideas. spaces and yeah. ideas.
0: Yeah. So what have we been doing around the house? Things, stuff, painting.
1: I was going to say, I'm, I'm thinking I need a little bit of help on this one. What have we been doing around the house?
0: Well, we've uh, resurfaced the garage oh, floor. Oh, yes.
1: The garage floor. Sorry.
0: So it, it had uh, seen the, the worst for wear of salt over the years and uh, had gotten pitted. And so we did a resurfacing on that and we repainted it, you know, did the nice uh, uh, flake finish on there. So it's, it should be okay. And yeah. if, if we have to touch it up every year or two, then it's not that bad. At least we can get the, uh, you know, the majority of the salt water out easier now.
1: Right, and that's, that was one of the goals this, this winter. We found out where the pooling is and trying to get get some of those refinishes done just so that way it's a little bit, little bit nicer. I mean, it's pretty to look at. I really don't like parking my truck on such a pretty floor, so I prefer to almost park outside and only worry about parking inside during the storms.
0: Well, that's one of the things that I always coach new homeowners or people moving into a new home especially if you haven't done it in quite a while, you know, move every 20 years maybe, is be in the place for a little bit and understand how the home functions and how you function with the home. Mm-hmm. Because you, you might notice something or understand something that's a particular way, you know, like where where the pools, the pools, yeah, the puddles are in in the garage, right? So understanding that so you can refinish it in a certain way that,
1: it's going to benefit
0: it, it, in the end. Right. It flows better and it works better, where you might not have made those choices if you just ran headstrong into it right away, first day.
1: Very true.
0: So, the most popular styles now we're, we're looking at the National Association of Realtors styled, staged, and sold blog with Melissa Dittman Tracy. Awesome. Right. And the most popular interior styles in every state is one of their blog posts.
1: Awesome. Okay, so we always have to start with with Wisconsin. Is this in alphabetical order?
0: Nope, it's by map.
1: Okay. Well, I guess it
0: is alphabetical order. Okay. They they have some key, uh, let's see here, key most popular styles. There's five. So the top five most popular styles across the country, the modern farmhouse. Okay. Okay. Or how about the industrial
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And our map is that that we're looking at is showing kind of clusters. So actually the industrial industrial style is very heavily done down in like Louisiana and
1: Arkansas. Okay, the southern states. Which you'd think modern farmhouse would be. I would think more like Montana out west. And that's exactly right.
0: Now, the next category is, uh, what is the... Cottage core, so you know it, the vintagey sort of college, uh, cottage. Okay. Um,
1: so kind of like coastal states. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. Okay. It, the the
0: cottage that you go to up north, sort of, you know, not cabin so much, but the the architecture that lends itself.
1: It's not the Y camp feel to no. it, but no, the higher end camp feel to it. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: A kind of English Tudor sort of cottagey from the thirties and such. Anyway, there's more representation over in new England States with that, you know, and if you watch shows like this old house, you, you, you see that there's a lot of cottage feel over there. There is. So how about French countryside? That's number four on our list. Okay. Okay. Um, that can be found a lot in Texas They're moving over to French, French countryside. Also, it looks like Tennessee, um, some of the Carolinas, Indiana, which is kind of unusual. You know, we we, have you visited a lot of those states? No, not really. Okay. I know we went down to Tennessee. Yes, we did. Um, A lot of plantation style down there. Very true. I guess I could see how French country style would sort of fit into that with vineyards and, you know, having the wine tastings outside, all that jazz. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is Mid-Century Modern.
1: Oh, your favorite.
0: It rounds out the top five. Okay. Well, kind of. We okay,
1: have, you're more Mid-Century Modern with a little bit of the industrial mixed into it.
0: And some Japanese. So some of the, the Oriental mixed with Mid-Century Modern. Yes. Uh huh. Because remember, I grew up with Frank Lloyd Wright all, all over the place. Yes, you did. Because he's from Wisconsin. Or actually, he's from the Midwest. So, let's go a little bit more into the map. It lists by state the general style that's found in that state. All right. Okay. So, let's go with Illinois for fun.
1: I was going to say, do we, can we click on Wisconsin? Or is that just not like a state that's highlighted?
0: It's one of the states, but I want to build up to it. Oh, okay. Okay. So, Illinois, they're close by. But when you think of Illinois, you think of like Chicago. You know, kind of somewhat, kind of, yeah. Kind of that sort of the New York of the Midwest feel. But well, anyway, it's listed that their style is mostly modern. So, modern finishes, you know, that, that type of thing. I could see that, you know, modern in Illinois. Uh, pick another state other than Wisconsin. Let's go with Hawaii. Hawaii, that's an H. Okay. Cottage core. So, again, cottagey,
1: kind of beachy. Mm-hmm,
0: right. One more, and then we'll do Wisconsin.
1: Um, Let's do Montana.
0: Montana, that's an M, modern farmhouse, right? So one of our top five across the country. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Wisconsin, they're listed as Scandinavian, is the most popular.
1: Okay, I can see that.
0: Yeah, kind of like Holland, you know, sort of that. That general part of...
1: Most a lot of A-frames mm-hmm. homes. I mean, definitely going to see that when we look down into the Rome area. So we're kind of more towards the Arcdale, Quincy area. We see a lot of the Scandinavian look and feel to those cottages down there.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's not far off. No, it's not. So what's your favorite type of style? I mean, there's, there's a lot to choose from. I would from, really but- have
1: to kind of go with the more of the farmhouse than anything else. I'm not a, I'm not a, f- a fan of the mid century modern. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not that I don't like Frank Lloyd Wright or anything like that, but I, it, it's just something that doesn't really speak to me. Kind of the same thing with the industrial. I think it's great. It has its place, but it's not something I would want to look at every single day.
0: Well, and that's one of the great things about a farmhouse style is that you can still incorporate, you know, like sh- simple shaker style furniture. Mm-hmm. So that's hearkening to a mid-century modern-esque.
1: Right. I mean, I think of, you, you know, you, the farmhouse style where you got those big wide planked hardwood floors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the mid-century modern is going to be the narrow planked hardwood floors. I mean, it's not like I. it's the size and, and how it's done that yeah.
0: the, Those nuances that I like. But, and, and you like some wrought iron. I do. So that's kind of industrial, but again, it's how it's, how it's done. Right. Yeah. Cool. So the other one that, that we were looking at is trends that make windows shine. So windows can really add a lot to a house. I mean, that's one of the first things that we talk about with energy efficiency and all, all that stuff.
1: Right. I mean, they're the, we always think of, you know, when you got a home, once you open up that wall, that's where the air escapes. So if you make a big window... It's a larger opportunity for air to escape, hot air, and then also cold air coming in. So we always want to make sure that they look nice and are efficient.
0: So one of the big trends is actually large bifold or trifold doors leading out to a patio. Mm-hmm. So instead of just a single slider patio door, you get either the French doors that open up or like an accordion Style so they're uh, ten foot wide opening, you know, and it's it's kind of industrial, but it can be fitting of most styles. But that really just opens a wall completely up into your your patio or your back deck.
1: We see a lot of that in kind of the the south and a little bit to the west coast. So kind of in there where they don't have snow. Mm -hmm. So having something like this here in Wisconsin probably may not be the best, best energy efficient, but it is very neat once they when you do see it
0: another style is that people are trending to take off the window coverings Mm -hmm. i mean in the privacy areas you'd certainly want to do that but the window coverings are so personal and uh timely that they're uh trending to move away from that so that it's just the casement and you can see just right outside there's less kind of blocking
1: well you want that nice natural light in i mean i they think that's why I like this house. We really don't have any window coverings. We don't have any curtains or anything like that. It lets in all the nice natural light, which is very nice to, to have.
0: And we've got a, a private uh, property pretty much. So, I mean, you're not right up against neighbors in the city life. Mm-hmm. The other trend that they're saying, which is one of my favorite trends because it's extremely practical, is the high-mounted transom windows. Oh, yes. And I look at in a bedroom, having full length windows just doesn't make sense when you have bedding and dressers and whatnot.
1: Mm -hmm. So
0: having the high mounted transoms, you still get a ton of light. You also get a good ventilation aspect because that hot air is usually what you want to escape. And that's really in the exhausting, you know, uppermost portion of the room. Very true. And then you can fit them in, you know, a bathroom perhaps so that there's privacy still there, but you get more natural light. And you can put sinks and mirrors underneath the transom windows.
1: Mm -hmm. So, yeah,
0: it's kind of neat. So, I know we've got a lot coming up here in June.
1: We do. June is going to be such a busy, crazy month. Like Hannah had mentioned, we do have the Cranberry Blossom Fest that is coming up. It is the number one thing to look forward to in the Rapids area is this event
0: and it it's across the area it's it's pretty area wide
1: correct so i mean it's gonna be fun so we're looking forward to heading down to lunch by the river apparently you and i are going for a walk and we're gonna go get some ice cream okay you did agree to it we can play back the recording and do the. we're going down to the lions club right we're going to the lions club Mm -hmm. for some ice cream
0: because we get to walk back and walk off all those calories exactly Might take a detour and take a lap around Lake Wazicha too.
1: Yeah, we'll see how that goes for you.
0: I'm gonna need new shoes. Yes, you will. Yeah. So what else do we have going on in the the life of real estate? I know the market is heating up. There's
1: the market is. I mean it's still heating up. You know, we kind of mentioned a little bit of a of a listing that did go live. We did it went live right after memorial or right before memorial weekend. Correct. And so in that process. We were able to secure an offer for that over the weekend, even though it was a holiday weekend. You know, we're still selling real estate, so it's still active. Still lots of opportunity to find that dream home.
0: And that was quite a unique house, and you can check it out as one of our listings at MyRapids.com, along with a number of other listings in the area. Certainly, if you want to start your home search as a buyer, talk to your bank and get online. Got a number of great resources. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know we do virtual tours. So if you're looking at things on Zillow, you can click on a virtual tour. Um, I think it's in a couple other places as well. So CodalBanker.com and Realtor.com. Yeah. We're still selling houses now. Um, a lot of listings are starting to come up on the market too, from other firms in the area. Um, the, the drought seems to be lifting. So you, if you're a buyer, you know, get back to your bank and make sure you're requalified.
1: Right, we're looking in, you know, in that mid-30s for the number of homes on the market. So it is nice to be able to see that we're in that mid-30s, which is great. We're not talking about the teens or anything anymore. We're talking about mid-30s. Great opportunities with those homes. And we are starting to see those sellers do the, okay, I'm gonna list my house, but you know what, I want those showings to go for three days. I want people to be able to come in, take a look at the house, And come back for a second showing before we make an offer. And before the sellers can accept something and miss out on an excellent offer. So it's going to be nice to see people taking a step back and letting everybody breathe.
0: Well, and we're starting to get into the summertime, so people on vacation and perhaps scheduling their listing to go live so that they can be out of the house for a few days on a quick vacation. Mm -hmm. We always need to make sure that they're within earshot though, so... When we, we
1: like to have a under cell coverage, yeah, so that uh, way, you know, if we do need to go visit them, we can one get a hold of them. And if you're up in Manakwa, we'll come to your campground and we'll we'll sit, we'll chat, roast a couple marshmallows with you.
0: Go out on your pontoon boat on on the lake, you know, throw yep, wherever your happy in.
1: place is, just to <laughs> to hear about the sale of of your property. We'll we'll go to your happy place.
0: And I I think a little bit of this is, of course, driven by the summertime, you know, people are happier to get out and to have people uh, looking at their homes for sale. I think a lot of people see that the market is still hot as far as pricing goes, so they can get a good value for their property. But they're they're also seeing that on the buyer's side, the interest rates are rising a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're always going to have people buying in the market, so that's not going to completely dry up. Right. But I, I think plateaus are coming. The The last 10 months was really hot and furious, and I think it's going to go into more of a calm, steady pace as we go through the rest of this year. I think so, too. That's good to hear. Yes. Anything else before we wrap up?
1: I think we're we're good. Just remember, June is going to be a busy month. There's a lot of community events out there. We've got the Run for the Rapids there's a Southwood County Humane Society run walk. So all of these, when we say run, there is that opportunity to do the walk. So if you're you're into that, go ahead and check out the Chamber's website because they have all those, those links too. And get out there and just enjoy the central Wisconsin area.
0: And if you see us around or you see someone, you know, with a Codel Banker logo on, go ahead and say hi. And if you're curious about the market, go ahead and ask one of them you know, try to stump the realtor. It's always fun.
1: It is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So far we've, we have not been stumped.
0: But, but people have tried. They have. And then we bring it back to JR, our broker and try to stump the broker.
1: And that we can do <laughs> <Yeah>. sometimes. <laughs> we,
0: we seem to find the unusual questions and, and he sits back in his chair and kind of rubs his forehead, goes, you know, in my how many years has he been doing this? 40, 50 years? Something Is he, like that. He has not heard yeah. of this question. I'm like, well, it's a new market. It's a new age. Let's let's run a little bit different route sometimes.
1: Right. All right. So we're going to take off and I think we're going for a walk this evening. So you guys all have a great Central Wisconsin day and we'll talk to you later. Oh, wait, I got we got a minute here. We,
0: we got just a minute. Okay. So let's go over things quick. Okay. The Chamber of Commerce website. There's also their Facebook page. Right. The Cranberry Blossom Fest has, I believe, a dedicated Facebook page and website.
1: And website, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: The Visitors Bureau, you can check them out for information. Okay. If you're just wondering where to get all these links, go to myrapids.info. And if you're looking for houses, it's myrapids.com. If you want to shoot us questions and comments, type an email, myrapidsradio at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page, right? Codwell Banker Seward has a Facebook page, and you have a phone number.
1: It is 715-323-2577.
0: And we are out on the streets as far as, you know, available for interest and give us a question and a call. And if you see our mobile office around with the CodeWell logo, come on up, ask some questions. We'll be happy to help.
1: Exactly. All right. Now you guys have a great Central Wisconsin day. Bye-bye.